Welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop culture, and whether or not we are feeling it. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. And here we go. Come on, walk and talk. Alright, here we go. You guys want to hear something neat? It's showtime! Hold your ears, folks. Here we go! See what you can do now. Take your position. Alright, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this. Hold on to your butts. Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy it. Hello, and welcome everybody to our first episode of 2021. We're going to be discussing Pixar's newest movie, Soul. But before we do that, let's introduce ourselves and answer the question, how many movies did you actually watch in 2020? I am Sandra Amstutz. I'm a social media manager in Nashville, Tennessee, and I watched 131 movies throughout the year of 2020. About half of those were rewatches. Yeah, that's my breakdown. Yeah. I didn't even count rewatches, but I'm sure it's a ton. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2020 wasn't great. Um, I, uh, I'm i Lucas Ryder, designer in Chicago, and I ended up watching 123 movies uh, this year, which I think in general for us is this is this is lower than usual. I think this is more of a rewatching and TV watching year than, right. <laughs> than, than what we normally get into. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think I think I'm trying to remember what last year. I think last year was like close to 200 i think you know lucas if you paid um, for letterbox pro you would have all that data right at your hands i do love stats I, I i love stats but i also don't like paying for things so there's a there's a catch 22 there sure <laughs> so before we talk about soul every week we like to talk about something we've either discovered or rediscovered throughout that week so sandra tell us what you're feeling this week this week i am feeling the show that i found on netflix called dairy girls uh, Lucas, are you familiar with Dairy Girls? I am familiar with Dairy Girls. Have not watched it, but it, it's on my list. Sure. So Dairy Girls is a um, Irish sitcom um, about a group of teenagers living in Northern Ireland in the 90s. Um, it's set in Northern Ireland in the 90s, which is also the setting of a lot of like political conflict or like the the tail end of a lot of Irish Catholic Protestant political conflict. And um, so that's the backdrop for this show, which sounds like it could be a drama and it does definitely have moving moments in it. But for the most part, it is a laugh out loud comedy, which is what I like about it so much. Um, I binged this show over the holidays with my mom, and even though there's a ton of swearing, it was the kind of show that, like, was something that you could really enjoy with your parents, and we got such a kick out of it. Um, It revolves around these, like, four teen girls and one teen boy, and they just get into a lot of trouble. There's constantly teenagers that are getting into a lot of trouble, and in ways that are hilarious and also, like, sometimes very moving. Um, I don't have much to say about the show other than I'm, like, completely charmed by it, and I think each of the performances by the teens is so particular that I'm, I'm, I find it hysterical. Um, and the adults in the show as well also, like, really hold their own as being, like, comedy forces. The writing is so quick, Um, and I would urge anyone, if you hear that it's about, like, it's called Dairy Girls and most of the teenagers are girls, 
like, it is about girls, but it's not like a comedy. It's not like a teen soapy, like, comedy. You know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. really like a f- sometimes filthy, like, laugh out loud a minute comedy. Um, And I just want to make that clear that, like, one thing I really love about this show is how, like, brash they let these teen girls be instead of making them like I think what you typically see of a teen girl character on a TV show is um and so yeah I had a ton of fun watching it there's two seasons on Netflix and I'm just really can't wait for a third one um also I just wanted to say that one of the things that's kind of like really popular at the moment is there was some holiday specials of Great British Bake Off, and the cast of Dairy Girls has their own episode of Great British Baking Show, where or Bake Off. Oh, know, nice. Um, where they they all just kind of like compete as you know like mild celebrities, and um, it was a really fun episode to watch, and that was like a great intro point. I kind of showed that to my family; they're familiar with Baking Show, and then. After we watched that, I was like, oh, yeah, they all star on this show. Why don't we watch it? You know, so if you need that (laughs) as like a way to enter to convince someone else to start this show with you, that's my little tip. That's a nice in. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a it's a great episode of Bake Off. So that's fun to watch either way. Awesome. I will definitely be checking that out soon. Um, Well, what I am feeling this week is after the holidays i ended up watching another round which is a danish uh dramedy i guess um starring mads mickelson about four middle-aged men um who are really just depressed with their lives as high school teachers and end up deciding to participate in an experiment um where they there there is a there's a theory that the in this movie there's this is not a real theory but in, (laughs) in this movie there's a theory that the um the human blood alcohol level is like 0.5% lower than it should be. And so they enter into an experiment where they're going to try to maintain keeping it 0.5% higher than it normally is um, and what that does to their life. So obviously lots of fun stuff, lots of terrible stuff. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it follows a lot of, I think the traditional beats that you'd think it would. Um, But it does it in a way that I think is really beautiful and each of these four men have like really interesting arcs um and i i love the performances and i think the ending is definitely one of my favorite endings um of the movies of last year i thought it was really beautiful um there's i I, i'm not going to spoil stuff but i do think that everybody should watch (laughs) this movie if they get a chance it truly is beautiful um and I, I loved it. Yeah, this is a movie that I wasn't familiar of, but it's showing at the Belcourt, my local theater right now. Um, I think it's showing digitally, um, like they're doing digital screenings of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, and so like I, I kind of just saw the poster, saw Mads and was like, oh, huh, maybe cool. And hearing that you hearing you rave about it um, makes me really want to watch it and get it on my list before I make my top 10 of the year. Yeah, it it is fantastic. I definitely think um, he's he's always a performer that I, I love seeing him when he crops up. But I think um, in his more American movies, he plays a a usually pretty villainous character. Right. So you usually only get to see kind of one side of him. Um, here he's just playing um, 
just kind of a sad 40 year old guy you know like a just <laughs> um just kind of an older dude and it's he's like he's really sweet i think he's a, like he's a really uh good performer i think he does a lot with his face um i don't know if you've seen the hunt this is the other movie that he's been in with uh this director uh Tom Vin- thomas vinterberg mm, no. um where that that's also a really good movie where um he again plays a teacher but he uh kind of is struggling over custody over his son and some stuff starts to come up at school about possible abuse and whether he can get um whether he can actually end up getting custody of his kid. So that, that one's a much more depressing movie. This one is a much more fun, lighthearted movie. Um, but they're both really good, and he's just great in both of them. So, um, yeah, big fan. If you can if you can get a hold of another round, I would definitely uh, take a look at it. Again, don't go to the theaters. <laughs> but um, like, like your uh, theater, our local theater is also doing um, having this available for streaming. So take a look. If, if something's available for you to check out another round. Yeah. And if another round isn't available locally and by one of your local theaters, check out the bell court in Nashville. I'm sure that you can stream it there. Love to plug sure. them whenever I can. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, no new trailers to talk about today. So let's dive right into soul. Okay, so Soul is the newest uh, movie from Pixar and by director Pete Docter, um, who has done movies such as Up and Inside Out, all the ones that make you cry. Um, I, I'm curious, before we d- get into Soul specifically, is I think, I think I, I've always thought of Pete Docter as like the Pixar person that I love the most. When he's doing a movie, I'm 100% in. He's been there since Toy Story originally, so he's been at Pixar the entire time. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on Pete Docter, or if you had any opinions on him as a director separate from Pixar? Yeah, I'm pulling up his IMDb to like double check what he's directed, so he, um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just put it out there. He's directed Monsters, Inc., he's directed Up, he's directed Inside Out, and now finally Soul. Those are the ones that he's directed. But he's he's been a part of the writing team since Toy Story. He worked on all basically all of the Pixar movies um, up until, um, I think, Monsters, Inc., which is when he kind of moved over to, to writing and directing and has started kind of working on, on things separately. Yeah, so Up is a movie that... Um, I never really connected to other than that really beautiful opening sequence. Um, And I feel like when people praise up, they really mean that opening sequence is beautiful, but like, (laughs) I think that that's what they're remembering. Um, But I think, but monsters Inc is really genius. And I really loved, loved, loved monsters Inc. And who did Monsters U? If he did, it's interesting that he did Monsters Inc. But not Monsters U. Yeah, he was not involved in, in Monsters U. I forget which I they're like up and coming. I also yeah. really liked Monsters U. Um, so yeah, I'm mixed on him is what I would say as far as like those. How do you feel about Inside Out? Inside Out, I think is fine. Interesting. Okay, because I feel yeah. like Inside Out is like. Like the movie that people are like, this is Pixar at its best, making movies for adults that kids also like. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't feel that way. I'm sure that when I watched Inside Out, I was really moved and thought it was great. And now in the years past, it hasn't held its beauty for me the way so many other Pixar movies have. Interesting. Yeah. How do you feel Um, about him as and his and those 
his career. I love him. I think he's fantastic. I it, Inside Out was definitely my like number one movie of that year. Um, and I think what he, the way he kind of he feels like someone who's very internal and interested in feelings and things more than telling like a specific story. He's looking to get some kind of emotion across or some kind of that. And you can really see that in soul, I feel like, but in all of his movies, it feels like he's really kind of pushing towards, um, trying to, trying to get at something very specific as opposed to telling a plot driven story. Um, now obviously those are very connected in plot driven ways, like up and monsters Inc are obviously very plot driven movies. They all are, but, um, I think he's looking to go a little bit deeper than that. Um, which I think is interesting. Um, and again, not to say that the other Pixar movies aren't. I think they they all are. I just think he has a very specific uh, a very specific set of skills in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I think I think for so well, that is one of the reasons that I think I was so excited about this movie is it's him getting to work on um, a movie specifically about a musician um, and having to do with you know, the purpose of life and all of this stuff. So all of these things, I was like, I'm super interested in all of this. I I cannot wait to see kind of, kind of what he does here. So, um, that brings us to the actual movie. So I, we were able to watch this movie on Disney plus. Um, when was it originally supposed to come out? Like June, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Or July. Yeah. So obviously with the pandemic, Disney was able to push it back to, uh, December. It came out on Christmas on Disney plus. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. I definitely think it was a movie that I was uh, very amped for and very kind of expecting it to be, um, expecting to be blown away by it. And I think I really enjoyed it. I definitely was not blown away by it. I think the way that Pixar kind of has a rhythm, um, it kind of has a formula and a rhythm that has kind of been developed over the years. And it's kind of visible. Every, like everybody can kind of see how, how it works. And I think all of that definitely lines up. I just think it doesn't necessarily um, surprise you as much as uh, surprise me specifically as much as it used to. Um, and I think, I think this follows that and it works really well. It just wasn't something that, that blew me away. And I think for any other animation studio or any other movie, I would be very excited by this, but I think because it's Pixar, because the bar is set so high specifically for Pete doctor, I think I came out of it being like, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, when we were reviewing, I think like Marvel movies or star Wars movies, I think we often talked about how you don't really compare it when you are reviewing a single movie of those. You don't compare it to other movies. You compare it to other Marvel films or other Star Wars films. Like once you enter into that universe of exceptional storytelling, um, it's like, okay, now we're, we're comparing it to each other and not to the rest of the film world. And I feel yeah. like the same way with Pixar. Like, okay, we have like 23 movies now. And so now it's its own universe to which we can compare everything to. Um, and so, yeah, I agree with you that that's, that's how my thinking goes as well. Um, and I think because of that, I think that Soul as a film is just fine. Um, I think there are aspects of the movie and sequences that really blew me out of the water. Um, And it reminded me of, and I forgot that this director made up as well, but it reminded me a lot of up in that, like if we had condensed a lot of this into a short, I would have been like, this is a masterpiece. 
but because it's tried, it's stretched out into a feature film, um, it's just okay in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited to talk about you with you the the sequences and aspects that I do think are truly brilliant. Um, but there was a lot for me that was again not bad. Pixar is rarely bad, but just like okay, this is an okay movie. I, I there's a lot that conf- a lot of choices that I found very confusing. Um, but yeah, that's that. I really hoped that Soul as a complete work would have moved me more. Um, I think yeah. it had the potential to. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I want to talk about uh, some of the performances yes. real quick. And then I think a lot of what we want to talk about is plot stuff that we can get into in spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but real quick, I think Jamie Foxx is fantastic. I love Jamie Foxx in just about everything he does in this specifically. I think he, I think I think he has a hard time not being seen as Jamie Foxx, so I think it's it's very difficult. I think I think he does a great job, but it's just like you're always looking at Jamie Foxx, right? Um, I think this is because it's animated; it's very easy to not see Jamie Foxx, um, and so I think he does a fantastic job here, and it's absolutely, I think, definitely one of his great performances. Um, Tina Fey, on the other hand, I <laughs> did not love no. <laughs> in this movie. Um, I think it's just a weird casting choice, um, to yeah. have her play. What, what are they called? Like, so they're, they're not, uh, are they, they're not souls, are they? What are they? They're, they're given numbers instead of names. Yeah. And it, like newbies. I don't know. Like, new, yeah. 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 Un, unplaced. I guess. Untethered. Yeah, I don't unplaced. know. Yeah. She, it is a he's soul. He's a soul. I think they're both souls, but just at different stages. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she plays a soul that is <laughs> number 22, but is afraid to go to Earth um, because she doesn't like it. Um, and so I <laughs> just felt like the way that she was used in this movie uh, it was didn't a choice. really work for me. It was a real it, it choice. Defi- it definitely was a choice. I don't think, I never felt her voice acting, it never felt convincing to me. And also, I've never felt like she is a... Um, capital A actress, I guess. Like for me, she has always been a writer, a you know, a director. Mm-hmm. Like she is, she has done a lot of really good work. But I would, I would never think of her as, I guess, an actor first. I disagree. Um, I mean, I don't I th- feel the same way. Just because there, there have been a lot of projects that she's been involved in, just as an actor and not as a, a you know, someone in charge of the story. That I really appreciated her performance in. Um, I think of This Is Where I Leave You is, like, one that really stands out to me. It's like, oh, Tina Fey was great in that role. Mm, I still haven't seen that yeah. one. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a performance of hers where I've been like, yeah, she was really great. I think all of it has been like, it's been fine. <laughs> so yeah. I think specifically when it comes to voice acting, I think that's, again, it's a whole other talent. And I just don't think that uh, her voice really fit this role very yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about, there are, there are other performances I want to talk about, but while we're talking about Tina Fey, I do want to just also say about this movie that, you know, it's not a requirement that Pixar movies are funny or, like, a really fun time, but yet I do have that expectation in my head when I start one. Um, and this movie was a lot less fun than most of them usually are, and mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> And I think a lot of the comedy was riding on Tina Fey's character. And I think there are moments where she delivers that. I don't think it's like, I'm not 
putting the fault on her shoulders. But I think like that that was a not a great choice to be like, okay, we have Tina Fey, the comedian, so she gets to be the only funny parts of this movie. Not the only. There are there are other parts of this movie that do make me laugh, but there are long sequences where she is the main source of comedy. And yeah, that comedy it feels like a lot of the writing was a lot of the written jokes and everything like that right. were for her character. Yeah. Um, I do feel like the parts that I found the funniest were the parts with the Jerry's and Terry. Exactly. Um, I, and I, th- and I think those are definitely funny parts, but I don't think that they're not like written jokes. They're just like situational. It's the performances themselves are very funny. Like right. all of that stuff. I really enjoyed. Um, Rachel House is Terry. Rachel House is yeah, hilarious in absolutely everything she's in. Yeah. The, Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I think Rachel House is the standout performer of this film, right? A hundred percent, yeah. Everyone that I hear has seen it is, like, really, like, wowed by her. And how, like, with such a small part in this film, she really stands out and is and really made me laugh every single time she got to say a line. Yeah, I agree. I think... I, just kind of looking at her filmography, the the big movies of hers that I have seen, like uh, Moana, Hunt for the Wilder People, Thor, Ragnarok. I think Moana, her role isn't the funny role, but um, <laughs> um, in the other movies, like she is the funniest part of those mo- movies for right. me. Um, and I 100% agree with that here. So I'm, I love her. I'm very excited to see her. In yeah, um, I, I want to take this second just to say, like, if you haven't seen Hunt for the Wilder People, like... Yeah. Make that a priority. It's such a <laughs> lovely film and she's great in it, but it's also just like so many people don't know that movie and it's what a 100%. gem. Um also Alice Braga and Richard Iotti, like both of them as the Jerry's, I absolutely loved. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Richard Iotti is is one of the funniest comedians Ugh. and I love him in absolutely everything he shows up in. Um which in fact, I will plug the end of the year quiz the big British uh, end of the year quiz that comes out at the end of every year is hilarious. He's always on it. They just did their 2021. It's fantastic. Everybody should watch it. Um, I think his lines are not funny at all. And he delivers them in the funniest ways possible. Yeah. This movie. So I agree. All of the, all of the stuff in the soul or what is it? The great before. Um, Yeah. I think is what they called it. Yeah. Everything in the great before. I think I really liked a lot of, yeah, yeah. I think I liked a lot of the stuff that was happening there. Um, and it was fun to get introduced to a lot of the, you know, the Jerry's and Terry and stuff like that. And um, so I, I, I think that stuff I was really excited about. Um, we'll get more into the plot stuff in a second. But that's, I think, as we're I, going, was really, I was really getting excited at that point. <laughs> as we're going through this list of performers and we talk about Richard Iotti, um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that, like, I really, he directed such a cool movie or he's directed like two really cool movies actually and i would love to to see him come back as a director you know um yeah i i'm just i really i after those two films i really thought like oh this is the beginning of like you know i don't know a lot of movies from him and i and we, he has been a little quiet lately and gosh i just love his sensibility it's and i love that as a such a comedic person and performer he has um create he his films are so dark like very darkly funny um i love that from him oh i do remember though that he has like i think it's a i don't remember what service it's on but he has like a travel show that he hosts now 
He does. It's great. It's on Hulu. Okay. Um, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> where he's been. It, it is that... the weirdest. It's the weirdest travel show yeah. I've ever seen. But <laughs> um, it's great. Anyway, um, just wanted to get yeah, that out. About anybody him. else? On the performer side. Um, I mean, there's a lot of amazing people. I was really surprised looking at the IMDb that the character of Moonwind is voiced by Graham Norton. Um, Mm -hmm. I (laughs) I had no idea during the film that was the case. Um, And I think it's very cool to have Questlove be the voice of a drummer in this film. I think what I think I love the... um, very specific diversity that's in the voice casting of this movie. Yeah. Um, I think you have a lot of black people playing black people, but you have a lot of just, um, which who I think are specific to the plot and themes of this movie. But I think there's just a lot of other people in this movie playing, um, you know, playing the Jerry's playing, um, you know, doctors just playing people in this movie who uh, don't necessarily have a specific race or anything like that um and i think this is <laughs> this is one of their most diverse movies from pixar yeah absolutely um, which is surprising so um i just i just think as i was kind of as you're going through this cast list just like looking at everybody you're like man this is uh this is pretty good i'm pretty impressed by this i like this so totally uh more more of this in the future <laughs> um I, I would love to start talking about the plot. Okay. If there's anything else that you want to say before we get into I think spoilers. real quick before we talk about spoilers, I just want to ask you the question. Is this movie meant for children at no. all? Yeah. I don't think so at all. It doesn't this seem not, to be. This is, I feel like every other Pixar movie is one of those that's like, this is meant for children, but adults love it. Right. Like adults can really get into it. And there's a bunch of stuff that's for, for them. Um, this one is one to me that's like specifically this is for adults and there's lots of stuff that like kids can get on board with and have fun with. Um, yeah. But I can't I can't imagine them pitching this as a kid's movie. Well, um, watching it, and, I was like, that, I can't imagine a child grabbing onto this plot like and no. really having a good time. Yeah. And that was something actually that Kemp Powers, the the co-director of this um talked about is like what he said when he when he came on board this was never talked about as a kids movie this was talked about as like we're just we're just making a movie at this point yeah <laughs> um and there will be things that are innately funny that kids will love to see and like everything like that but as far as like plot goes there was never a discussion around how can we make this more for kids or how can we kind of bring kids into this it was just we're just making a, a, a normal movie yeah <laughs> so, um which comes across for sure right so I, I also realized something that we could say before spoilers that, you know, I, I mentioned there were aspects of this that I found brilliant. And one of them is, and I can go into more detail in spoilers, but I do think visually this is one of the most stunning Pixar movies there has been. Like, the animation style did blow me away, especially mm-hmm. during certain parts. But throughout the movie, it is like, it's a beautiful movie to look at. And, um, like I said, just animation alone, if this had been a silent film in some way, like I probably would be like, oh my, you know, it's shorter and and silent and just music, (laughs) you know, I I probably would have like been like, this is a masterpiece, give it all the Oscars, you know, um, but it's so stunning to look at. And I, I do, I just want to give it that even though like. I'm a little more mild on the film as a whole. I cannot deny how great the animation yeah. is. I, as someone who does still like really like this film, um, but was not like blown away by it. I think 
right from the beginning that's kind of what got me was like the animation style like this movie starts like just in a boring old classroom um and even that i was like this is beautiful yeah (laughs) it looks so good um just the way they're animated because also they don't do a lot of movies about humans um right and so the fact that there are a bunch of humans in this movie and a bunch of like you know different sizes and styles and everything like that. Like there's a lot of work going on in this movie and everything looks so good. So good. Um, yeah, I think we, we can get into more specifics of the different sections of this movie again in spoilers, but I, I a hundred percent agree with you. This movie is absolutely beautiful. I think it's the best animation work that, that Pixar's done, um, ever. So, um, so you were, uh, medium, medium on this movie. Meh? Yeah, yeah. As right? a whole, okay. I think it's fine. Okay, I definitely liked this movie. It didn't blow me away. Um, so, depending on where you are with Pixar movies, I would definitely still say watch it. It's if if you have Disney Plus, definitely watch it. Um, I think it's fine. Your thoughts are on it, but definitely yeah. worth watching for the animation alone. <laughs> I think this is a yeah. piece of like cinema that needs to be seen. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, let's talk plot stuff before we get started. Does anyone want to get out? Are you paying attention? It's your last chance to walk away. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Now, crack and gas. Spoilers! Remember, you wanted this. Okay, so Pixar movies, I think, follow a, uh, a general theme where this is, I think, feel like basic, like, three-act structure stuff. But, like, they start in kind of the normal world, and then they move into more of the fantastical. So for... Um, inside out you know they start again again you have this kind of weird world but like that they spend most of their time in this kind of weirder side of things um and so i think that's what i expected from this movie of he dies 15 minutes into this movie 10 minutes less less maybe i don't know he dies quickly um and that one that shocked me that he actually died um or did did he i guess it was more of like a they said you're not dead yet like right yeah but he he would have died if he'd gone right. to the great beyond. Exactly. The, whatever. That would have been his death. So he kind of jumped out. Um, but I kind of expected us to spend a lot of time in this soul world um, uh, in the great before, I guess. So meeting all of these people, all of this stuff, I got really excited about. Again, this is another place where I feel like the animation is very beautiful, very unique. Um, it looks really cool and interesting i mean my Um, breath was taken away during some of those sequences where he was like falling between dimensions i guess yeah and it was shifting between black and white and color and the the line drawing like trying to keep things very minimalist in certain sections Mm -hmm. I, i was really like this is pixar not only creating something beautiful but really like daring yeah Wholly original. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of really cool stuff that hasn't been seen before, I think. Um, and so I think all of that got me super excited about like, okay, let's let's dig into this world. Let's figure out how it works because that's how Pixar movies work. It's like, let's dig into all of the, the nooks and crannies of this and figure out um, kind of what all the metaphors are here. <laughs> um, and basically within, I think, 15 minutes of being there, he's now back on Earth, but they've switched bodies. So it's real quick that, it's now a body swap movie. Yeah. Um, I think which surprised me. And I know there's been a, like a lot of conversations about like, uh, is it weird that Tina Fey is in a black person's body and like all of that stuff. And I think 
I would say the for, answer for me, is yes. It's weird. <laughs> like I'm not saying it, I'm it like is weird. outwardly offended, but like yeah, it's weird. You're, you're watching it. Yeah. You're kind of like, are we really? We're all okay with this? Okay, yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. To me, yeah. To me, again, it, like like you said, like it wasn't something that I was like, I'm super offended by this, but it was right. more just like, this is weird. This is what well, we're doing now. Okay, all right. <laughs> and Dave Chen on Letterbox post like pointed out like. Tina Fey is someone who literally this past year, a bunch of her episodes of 30 Rock kind of got pulled for blackface. And yeah, and she has had like, I think, a troubled history um, with like depicting Asian people in her films like the, the or not films, TV shows, the Kimmy Schmidt of it all. There was a lot of like issues. And so yeah. of all the people like it, it's already kind of like a thing with her. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm a big Tina Fey fan, but like, this is something that like, I'm definitely aware of like, oh, well she makes jokes about race that I don't always love. And, um, so yeah, it, it, the whole thing was just like, it makes you, it takes you out of it. Right. Again, if you're not, I'm not saying like I was watching it being like, well, this is offensive, but it was something where I'm like, well, now I'm thinking about this, the whole movie. (laughs) Yeah. I think for me, it, I would have been more upset about it if it had been the whole movie, that the whole movie is a body swap movie. Right. Um, and it's like, we get our first black character in a Pixar movie, and it's <laughs> Tina Fey the whole time. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> right. So that would have been, I think, more upsetting. But the fact that it's like, we have, like, what, a 30-minute sequence of them in body swapped, but the whole, like, the, the emotional arc, the emotional journey is Joe's, um, and obviously... Um, 22s yeah 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 22s happens but at at that point they are separate and and joe gets to be joe and she gets to be 22 at that point yeah um which is great if if she had had her whole arc in his body i would have i would have been upset (laughs) right and (laughs) um i just want to say that like separating the fact that like it's tita fey in you know in the character of like a black mm man um the whole body swap sequence felt very out of place just in general plot wise um like comedy wise like that sequence i think is what faded the movie for me again it wasn't like it was like oh this is horrible but it was one of those things where I'm, i kind of like wow i was so in awe right before this and now mm-hmm. this feels kind of just like basic yeah I think from a storytelling perspective, I think I, I, I think it was I think it was surprising and we didn't get a specific ad- objective that we were going for. So it so it really just shocked us when it's like, oh, now we're in this new situation. What are we trying to do again? And um, and so like we, we get we get more objectives of now they have now they're trying to switch back you know, the bodies and everything like that. But at that point, everything just feels very plot driven of like, we got to find the moon, whatever yeah. Graham Norton character. <laughs> and we've got to, we got to go switch back. And then we got to, we got to get a haircut. You know, we got to get our pants Ex- fixed. We got to. Exactly. And so it definitely felt more plot driven during those points. Um, and yes, there's, you know, character development and, you know, him kind of meeting with his mom and meeting with the barber and all of these things where he gets to kind of see how people view him separate of, you know, himself, all of that stuff, um, I think are good moments, but it, it, Again, it feels very plotty of just like we're hitting all these checkpoints mm-hmm. and then we're going to do the swap back thing. So I think I, I agree with you. Like this is kind of the down part of the movie for me. This is the part that didn't didn't really connect at all. Um, I do like a lot of those things of him sitting in the 
well, really, it's her um, sit, <laughs> sitting in the barber chair, you know, having the discussion with those people. Right. I think I, I really liked the conversation with his mom. I really liked um, him in the hallway talking to the girl who plays the, you know, the trombone. Like totally. all of these pieces individually. I was like, yes, I really like this. It's in this in the grand story. The fact that they are all feel very plot mechanic-y is what kind of brings them down. If each of these is a little short, kind of like you said, like if this <laughs> these are all right. condensed, uh, beautiful, amazing stuff. So, <laughs> Well, I think all of the emotional parts of this movie worked for me. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. Pete Doctor is really good at, like, drilling in on, like, what's going to touch your heart. Um, but... It's all the connective tissue, especially in this sequence, that didn't live up to that same standard. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm feeling these deep, beautiful emotions with, during all these like mini sequences, but in between, I'm not feeling the like I'm not laughing hysterically. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like thrilled, or whatever is supposed to be happening in between. You're not drawing out an comparable level of that emotion and i really am maybe i'm just really stuck on this whole part when they weren't having an emotional revelation i just what it wasn't funny enough and maybe i just needed a lot more (laughs) comedy in this film i i think for me i needed a little bit more um plot is the wrong word but i think i needed a little more understanding of what was happening I think for this to work better for me, because I think when he originally becomes the mentor, um, his goal is basically if I can turn this, if I can get this, uh, this uh, soul, uh, if I can find their passion, this thing will turn, they'll get their last dot or whatever, and I can take the sticker and I can go home. And that's it. So I'm trying to find this, this person's passion. What ends up happening is they just end up going to Earth anyway without her finding her passion. And I think at that point, I'm now like, okay, all they're trying to do is just swap bodies, and then that's the end of it. There's a big emotional scene where she's sitting on the stoop, and she's seeing all of these things about life that you're just, that she's just like, wow, all of this is amazing. Again, beautifully animated. Totally. I think at that point, I, I wasn't connected with what it was that she was seeing. Because what she's seeing is, actually, life is beautiful, and I love all of this stuff about living. I love, you know, seeing the trees. I love like seeing this kid laugh as he's, you know, walking down the street with his parents, like the, all of this stuff about life is beautiful. And I actually do love life to me. That was not communicated because I didn't know that that's what the spark was. And I didn't know that that's what (laughs) um, was happening. So I just, right. Cause like he's confused about what it is and then he figures it out later. Yes, but I think it didn't hit emotionally with me. I was just like, like for, for me, it was just like, this is a beautiful scene. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, this is beautiful. Um, and then when he's sitting at the piano and he's kind of playing it all out, um, I think to me, it doesn't hit me as emotionally there because I'm just like, I still don't like he's figuring it out, but I haven't figured it out still. I think I think and that just might be me being way behind on what everybody else is catching up with but i think in in that moment i'm like yes these were beautiful things but is he is he now feeling them because she was in his body or is he you know now knowing that that is i guess the meaning of life or whatever like what is it that kind of connected those things well i think isn't part of it supposed to figure it out like five minutes later yeah yeah and like he gets and his like idol gives him that little parable, right? That kind of like puts it into perspective for him. Which I love. I I love. Yeah. Was that Angela Bassett? Yes. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and so I do think that, but, th- but then you have the whole, like, getting back to the, um, how does he get back to this? Oh, yeah, he goes to Grimdor. He gets in the zone um, by playing. And then Moonwind, yeah, picks him up. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think, to me, it felt like you've got all these mini emotional moments, but then you've got a lot of, like, weird plot contrivances to try and bring them together. Right. And I feel like I needed more succinct like very specific like goals and actions that needed to be take taken place for those moments to hit for me as opposed to them just being vignettes yeah i think is i think is where i landed yeah um i do want to say that the sequence where he kind of so we see at the beginning of the film his like hall of you right where Mm -hmm. it's hit you know what he views his life as and i thought it was very clever that when he's like, who, who curated this? She was like, you did. Like, yeah. that this is not <laughs> someone else saying that these are your most important life moments. That this is what your mind decided is. Uh, or your soul or whatever. And so we see how he sees his him, himself, himself and his past life. And yeah. then when we get it a second time towards the end of the film and he like, replays all these like significant personal moments in his life that montage was beautiful like yeah it's just so stunning again if it had just been a short (laughs) where it was like a soul he does that he someone and then he rethinks it and we see it again play played through Mm -hmm. i would have been like this is so beautiful um that that sequence really, really was moving, um, and so th- that th- that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I understand why some people are in love with this film. Um, yeah, I do want to ask you, and this might be a personal question: Did you relate to the like lesson of this movie or the emotional arc of like some people? fall into the trap of viewing their passion as their purpose in life i think yeah no it's a good question i think i think for me a lot of um as i i related this movie in a lot of ways very very into music was very interested in music being a big part of my career um and um and feeling like that that didn't work out and so i think i think i did spend a lot of years feeling like i don't know why i'm not getting to (laughs) pursue my purpose which is music but i do think that i have i i I came to this realization before that like your passion is not your purpose your passion is your passion and your purpose (laughs) is as you know not tied to that in any way and so i and so i i do feel like i connect to this movie a lot in that way i don't feel like it's revolutionary in any way Mm -hmm. for me i think i for me for me it came down to like i love music i don't love the i guess the the business part of music like like the actual um you know the contracts the work that that is involved in it i love just making and playing music and i think that's something that kind of he looks at as he gets he gets his wish he you know he goes and plays with her and then like that's it you just get to do that forever and i think for me it's like yeah you would get to do that forever but then there's all the the other stuff that i wouldn't like about it Mm -hmm. um and i think i think that for me is where where we would be different in this um but yeah i i do think i do think it connected with me more because 
because it's music and because that's part of <laughs> that's you know this story is part of my arc as well yeah um do you like jazz i don't like jazz <laughs> i don't like jazz either and so yeah. a lot of this i'm kind of like oh wow we're really in for it with the jazz <laughs> I do think jazz fits perfectly for this movie for Absolutely. what it's trying to be. Um, yeah. But I think for me, it's like, yeah, I'm not, not, not going to be passionate about jazz at all. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, I was curious if part of the reason why I wasn't connecting to this film as much was because like, while I think the moral lesson of this movie is like a beautiful and worthy one it's not one this sounds like i'm bragging and i don't mean it to it's not one that i needed like there's lots of yeah. things i need to work on in my life but that is not my personal like struggle is i feel like i've never viewed hobbies or job or careers or passions as like my purpose in life they've i've always had like a healthy distance from that and mm -hmm. i've always felt like the most important thing in life is like the relationships you have and the people you're with and those moments so that revelation for him while i was like i agree didn't like hit me in the way that i imagine as someone who is struggling with that you know what i mean yeah and i think i think most movies have a smaller theme and not in a smaller like uh, well, Less I guess important. A more broad theme is probably right. the, so. Like, there's something in your there's something in your life that can relate. So, like a, a theme of like needing to let something go or something like that. Like, it's right. you, they're they're very broad and specific, and you can find you can bring something to that that you're like, yes, this applies to me in this way. Right. And this is talking specifically about your life's purpose, which is uh, feels very broad, but it's actually very specific. Like, if you. <laughs> If you if, if if you've nailed that, then there's not really anything else that you can bring to this movie. Yeah. So, so I I, I hundred percent agree with you. I don't I don't think it feels like bragging at all. So like most people have figured this out. This isn't something that I feel like <laughs> yeah. the majority of the world right. is dealing with. And so if you're not dealing with it, then you're just gonna be like, yeah, I agree. Good for you. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um. In that sense, it really made me think that like this would be a really good movie for teenagers. Like, yeah. this isn't a kid's movie, but, like, this is, like, a thing that I think teens need to hear. That, like, just because, you know, like, life can take you in a lot of different directions. And sometimes you, like, achieve the dreams you have and sometimes you don't. But either way, like, that shouldn't be the thing in your life that means the most. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah, I think teens and like college students, like that's that time in your life right. where you are like you, that. That's when you're asking, like, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> like all yeah. of this stuff. And I, I, I would be very interested to see what some some teenagers and college students have to say about this. Movie. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would just say that like there there are visual aspects. Like when we were talking about how great the animation was earlier, there are visual aspects of this movie that I would love to rewatch. You know what I mean? Like if I could get. A, mon a YouTube montage of just the animation styles, that would be really cool. Um, I don't think I'll rewatch this movie, but I I do want to revisit how beautifully yeah. designed it was. I 100% agree. I will definitely, I will be rewatching it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of, a lot of the beauty that comes out of this is that animation. And I'm, um, I'm going to be watching yeah. it a lot. All right. Well, that wraps it up for us. Where can we find you on the internet? 
You can find me on all social media platforms at Sandra Amstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z. And you can find me everywhere at Lucas and Stuff. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Go away. I'll see you soon, okay? That's it? Go home? Yeah. Move along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people. 